everybody. Hi, friends. Well, from beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Frank Feldman. And I'm Dan Beecher. And coming up on the show today, BYU, that's Brigham Young University down in Provo, Utah, owned by the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Just call them Mormons. They're just the Mormons. (laughs) Shut up, Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. So now that I've said that... I am now allowed by their by their requirements right, by, to, by their to, style to, sheet. I can briefly call them the Church of Jesus Christ. Uh, I'm now allowed, but Mormon Church, the Mormons, that is that's gone. Anyway, their BYU college university. Yes, they were going to be giving out some LGBTQ uh, resource pamphlets to incoming freshmen this year. Uh, uh, that 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 got that got trashed. That got dumped real quick. So, um, well, we're gonna well, talk about it. Wait, I mean, now now they know the outcome. They're they're not gonna keep listening. <laughs> oh no no no! This is an old trick. You tell people the end of the story, and then you provide them. You you, you how did with we all get the con- there? with all the yeah. context? Yeah, yeah yeah no, it's good. Yeah. You guys you guys Wait won't for the believe context. this so- one simple trick <laughs> to ignoring your LGBTQ students. All right. Well, Dan, first we need yeah. to talk about some news stuff. Some yeah, stuff we do this week. Um, it has been announced officially, Dan, that starting September 1st, a cherished pre-pandemic activity ritual uh, is coming back. Ooh. So, uh, and, and the organization behind it all, they, they acknowledge that this is the next step. In, in our efforts to live with COVID. Um, and that is the Jehovah's Witnesses are hitting the streets and knocking doors again. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, it, I, it's not like I enjoyed receiving their stupid letters, their handwritten letters, which I got at least two of. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Huh. Did you not? Did you not get any? I got I think we got one. I got one. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's so much. It's stupid, but it's so much better than knocking on our doors. Oh, knock! It is such an intrusion. It is so <laughs> rude. Like I, it's like if you're knocking on my door, you better have a real reason. Yeah, to be interacting with me. That's something that I you either know me right, right. and you know I'm going to appreciate you knocking on my door, or you're scheduled to knock on my door. Right. Or you're delivering something for me, which not even yeah. all of all delivery services knock on your door anymore. Right. A lot of times they just leave it and wait for the, your app to tell you. Right. So I yeah, for like, them to do it, it is it feels more and more every year <laughs> that goes by like an absolute intrusion into my life. I wonder if Amazon, if the advent of home delivered everything has has kind of fucked it up up for them because we're all used to hearing a knock on our door and we just go oh it's probably just a package and we ignore it until we're ready not so, in my neighborhood <laughs> oh no <laughs> you run and get it as quickly as you can oh okay that's fair because <laughs> just uh, it may not be there <laughs> yeah there is that i just i you know it's one of those things where Okay, I so here I'm going to run this by you and just see how you feel about it. Uh, this is a new way of of handling it when a Mormon or a Jehovah's Witness knocks on your door. You open the door, and the second you see who it is, you go, "Ah!" and you just close the door again. <laughs> oh, <laughs> what a dickish thing, Dan! I just. Well, look, you literally just said they're the ones being the dicks. No, that's true. So you're allowed to respond like a dick. I think you can respond like a dick. I think, I think turnabout is fair play. Fair enough. I mean, so, you know, my situation, we have, uh, our front door is, uh, a giant, it's one of those doors that has, it's all just glass, right? Right. And so I, and it's a townhome and the living space is up on the second floor, right? It's just a garage and one little bedroom on the first floor and so i come down the stairs right and i'm 
and I'm looking to see who is there, who mm-hmm. who's just rang, you know, rung the bell. Yeah. And I see legs. And mm-hmm. as soon as I realize that who it is that is just, you know, <laughs> who's at the door, I just, I basically do the equivalent of what you do. And I know they can see me, which uh-huh. is just, oh, and then you, <laughs> and then I look at them and I waggle my finger and go and shake my head and turn around and go back up the stairs. I love it. I, it's I've a, yeah, done that twice. I've done that to the Mormon the missionaries and I've done it to the, to the Jehovah's Witnesses. That is literally the equivalent. <laughs> you can't get mad at me about what I said to do when that's what you're doing. Well, it's, mine's a it's little the same different. Thing. Mine, no, it's exactly the same I thing. I never opened my door. <laughs> <laughs> Not everyone has that, uh, that option, Frank. <laughs> I'm just trying to help people out. I just like the... And I, I was just, I got to the top of the stairs the first time I did that. And I was just like, that was wild. That was, that I'm kind of proud of myself. I <laughs> feel like, like waggle and shake my head. No, no, <laughs> absolutely not. I, there is a new, the, the advent of doorbell cameras has, uh, yeah. has, has brought about a very interesting new sort of uh genre of online videos which is religious annoyances at the door yeah and what they're doing and how they're handling themselves and stuff it's there are some funny videos out there yeah but um also what you could do with that like if you're somebody who screens who's at your door (laughs) right because most of these things have little like microphones and speakers right right just just give them a good nope (laughs) uh rejected There's videos I I've seen videos where like people you know of I one of the videos I saw recently was some Mormon missionaries at someone's door and that that someone had put up a sign that said no soliciting no religion no blah 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 it was very specific mm, mm-hmm. and the kid read it and you literally see him because we have video of you going eh and shrugging and then ringing the doorbell anyway oh what a dick it's like dude yeah. I know a lot of people just, if they know who's at the door, they just hang out inside their house. Right. And just, like, right. Just, sure. Just, I'm not even going to confront them. And I get it. Like if it's triggering to you and it's a little, the Mormon missionaries, I, it is a little triggering to me. Right. Yeah. Like I don't want to, do, I, oh, I hate talking to the Mormon <laughs> missionaries. Right. Um, and they're fairly active in my neighborhood and it drives me nuts. Um, just offer them porn. They don't get to see it. Like, just be like, hey, you guys want to come in and look at some porn? Oh, God. That's like a proposition, practically. No. <laughs> I'm um, not going to be with you, I, but I, I'll let you look on my on my machine. It's fine. Oh, uh, that would be awkward. <laughs> um, no, but I do think that you should not let them off the hook in whatever way you choose to do that. For me, right. it's waggling my finger. Right. And not engaging with them. But they know. They know I'm, I, I want nothing to do with you. Right. Yeah. I will say this for my money and not everyone agrees with this and that's fine for my money. The worst thing you can do is try to have a conversation about religion with them. Oh God. Yeah. Because they're just, they're literally not going to hear a word you say. Well, like you, know, you have all yeah. of the good arguments. Yeah. Of course you do. It's, they're just not going to be able to hear them. They're just going to ignore them. Well, I, I, it's it's mind-boggling to me that they still send I mean they're even younger than when I was out there. It's yeah. 18 year olds. It used to be 19 year olds for 19. Well the Jehovah's Witnesses are, are Yeah, the Jehovah's Witnesses. I guess I'm talking grown. about Mormons, but like yeah. it just it it blows my mind that they that that's who they're sending out to represent them and all of that. But like it's also brilliant on a certain level uh which is they know absolutely nothing about their own religion. Oh, right? totally. And so totally. for for you to like like try to engage with them on that. They just reject what you have to say based on nothing. Right. Right. Because they know nothing and they just move on. Right. Yeah. Like it's, it's the rare Mormon child that goes on a mission that uh, knows anything about the Mormon church. Yeah. It's history. It's really understands its doctrine as, as, beyond the stuff that's just taught to them in, in Sunday school, which is not the whole picture. So. Which, yeah. Which is almost nothing. Yeah. So you could shock them about their own religion. It doesn't work, Dan. But they don't believe work. you. They get right. that icky feeling because I know 
I used to get it. Yeah. You get yeah. that icky feeling when that that somebody's that telling you something from Which the devil. Which they attribute to being, you know, Satan yeah. is in the room or whatever. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Me, I wonder if you could get in front of that. I wonder if you could say, "Hey, okay, I'm going to tell you a few things." And what's going to happen is you're going to get an icky feeling. Right. And you're going to oh. assume that it's Satan. Right. But it's not. It's just the feeling that you get when someone says something against something that you believe and you get a bit of cognitive dissonance. Yeah. I'm going to encourage you to move through that. <laughs> once you I to don't feel know. it, once you to Yeah. It's okay. It. You you're going to be fine. Yeah. I'm not the devil. There is no devil. It's fine. <laughs> well, maybe you could <clears throat> just ask them to cast the devil out to start with. Just be like, "Hey, listen, like Hey, that would be interesting. Ask them to yeah. do an exorcism of your home. Do 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 <laughs> all do whatever you need to do to make sure that there's no that there are no devils here. Uh-huh. That there are no demons trying to get you. You can bless or or anoint yeah. as pleases you. Just don't get any oil on my carpet. And and uh and 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 just to be sure, tell them like tell the demons that you're casting them out that there's like a a 30 minute like <laughs> period of time that they're not allowed back in at all give them at the window all. it's 30 minutes right <laughs> now let's test that yeah i love it that's really funny surely you have more power than a demon come on uh all right well speaking of mormons uh sorry the church of jesus christ of Latter Saints. I'm going to, you know, we talked a few weeks ago about that AP article that came out that exposed the LDS church's helpline, mm. which is not, which is the line uh, that does help. Uh, it helps the bishops know how to stay on the windy side of the law, uh, as <laughs> yeah. Shakespeare put it, which, which is to say that, you know, if someone comes and reports to their bishop that they have been molesting someone. They call the help, that bishop calls the helpline and the helpline on the other end is uh, lawyers who will tell that bishop uh, how to keep the church safe. Mm -hmm. Will not tell that bishop how to keep the child who's being molested or the, you know, spouse who's being beaten Mm -hmm. safe. They will make sure that the church remains safe. Well, there are uh, lawsuits in that are happening um, currently against the uh, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints, uh, the Mormon Church, the Mormons, um, accusing them of conspiring to cover up sex abuse, which I think is a reasonable way of interpreting the series of events that happened. Huh. Uh-huh. Uh, and this is in connection with that same uh, with with the main. Uh, source on that story or the or the main story within that story which was of a man who was egregious in his uh in his um i i should say the, the trigger warnings all the trigger warnings i should have done that before um fast forward a little bit if if you don't want to hear this but he he was uh he molested his daughter he not only did that he told his bishop about it his bishop called the helpline helpline said you don't got to do shit because you're in arizona which apparently didn't have any kind of you know reporting requirement Mm. so he didn't do anything i mean he probably told the guy to uh cut it out to repent Mm. but uh that doesn't count that's that's not going to stop anything he did it with the authority of a mormon bishop though yeah in the name of the holy Melchizedek priesthood, I command you. Yeah, that's that's not a thing. That doesn't stop stuff. Uh, so anyway, uh, yeah, he kept doing it for seven years. Uh, oh, yeah, b- both to this little girl and her infant uh, sibling. Uh, and so and so they're suing, and Good. right now, uh. The church is claiming the clergy penitent privilege uh, prevents them from giving over their documentation uh, of this whole <clears throat> thing. Because if there's one thing we know about the Mormon church, they keep records. Yeah. Here's the deal. Um, I don't think that man was repentant. No, no. Yeah. You so. have to have penitence 
in order to have yeah. clergy penitent privilege. <laughs> like, okay, he stopped. Still You're awful great. that he did it, but maybe you have some claim there. I mean, I'm being stupid, of course. Right. But. Uh, meanwhile, here in, in Utah, there have been protests after this article hmm. that have started that have started popping up demanding uh, reporting laws, like hmm. mandatory reporting. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's true. Which yeah. would be great. Yeah, actually uh, by a Republican in the state legislature. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. That's right. Yeah. Um, and but what? Uh, well, unfortunately, no, it doesn't stand a chance the, in hell. The state legislature <laughs> is there, there's only one important entity in this in the Utah state legislature. Yeah, uh, and that is um, the LDS Church. Yeah, Who, there's there it will be there will never be a bill as politics are currently constituted in Utah uh, that the LDS Church wants or does not want to go through that will make it through yeah it just won't happen and and the lds church doesn't want this to go they should they should be very much but as you pointed out when we were talking about this before if mandatory reporting goes through uh becomes the law the church would abide by it if it became the law but it would also suddenly we would have records Of how much abuse is happening within the LDS church. They don't want that. They do not want that. Even though it still wouldn't be the full number, but. No, not by a long shot. Yeah. It would just be the number of people who like foolishly confessed to their bishop. (laughs) Yeah. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. All right, Dan. Yeah. Did I don't think we talked about this on the show. Uh, Back in January, uh, there was a case in Florida where a 17 year old uh, young woman was seeking an abortion Mm. and her parents were not granting permission and uh, under Florida law at the time, sure this has changed. um, (laughs) The uh, a minor could still receive an abortion through a court order. Mm. And basically, though, the court had to determine that uh, she was mature enough to mm. be making this decision. Yes. Oh, Maturity but, is very important. Yes. Um, I mean, a 17-year-old making a reproductive decision. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. I, I'm just going to trust her. Nonetheless, the name of the judge that was uh, overseeing the thing, his name was uh, Jared Smith, he ruled against her. Um, yeah, I I don't I I um, with apologies to anyone who might have this name. I don't trust a judge named Jared. <laughs> uh, he of course was appointed by O. Ron DeSantis, governor of yeah. Florida. But it sounds like that must have been like um, a non-election year appointment because it, it does sound like judges are directly elected in in Florida. I'll get to that in a second. Anyway, he, the grounds by which he ruled against her, uh, were that she was too, she was not sufficiently mature. Um, Mm. but he was basing it largely on, uh, her grades. Oh my God. Uh, in his ruling, he said, while she claimed that her grades were B's during her testimony, her GPA is currently 2.0. Clearly, a B average would not equate to a 2.0 GPA. So essentially, he's saying because she was not a very good student, she must not be mature. Right. Therefore, she cannot make a decision like this uh, on her own. And so uh, the parents get to... Uh, uh, Here's- Get to Here's what I love about this reasoning. You want that person, the person that you do not believe is mature enough to make this decision to be, to be a parent. <laughs> exactly. You want that ding, person ding, ding. raising a child. Uh, the default should be, Oh, you, I don't believe that you are mature enough to make this decision. Have an abortion. Yeah. Um, that's exactly right. But once again, this just clearly demonstrates that 
the the uh, anti-choice movement doesn't care about the child, right? No, not at all. You know. So, um, but nonetheless, um, the uh, the 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 ruling was overturned in an appeals court. Thank God. Um, I don't know, you know, how long that took. This article doesn't get into that. Um, mm. But nonetheless, it was eventually resolved correctly. It sounds like. Um, however, and correctly having to have a court involved in the first place is already incorrect but whatever he just lost election uh, <laughs> in a nonpartisan primary against an attorney by the name of nancy jacobs who ran really hard on the abortion issue apparently good uh, and she won and he will no longer be a judge so we'll we'll let that be a lesson to everyone out there like literally the abortion thing's a winner for our side They've been playing oh, yeah. it like it's a winner for their side for the longest time. And I think, and and literally, our side has been afraid to run on that. Yeah. And now people and I are think, openly running on it. And I, and I think that's the way to go. Yeah. Even in Florida. Like, if, if, if that is true in Florida, it is true in America. Yeah. Well, it was definitely true in Kansas. That, yeah. That big, the, the, the big um, state amendment. You know, yep. this decision that was made by the voters. Um, like it is clear that this is a that that, that anti-choice is a fringe position in this country. Right. People even people who are uncomfortable with the with the concept of abortion, right? They still acknowledge that there are situations, right? And We're, lots of them. And lots of them that that need to be allowed for, right? Yeah. So even in states that would otherwise have probably fairly strict uh, anti-abortion laws or, or abortion laws, I guess, assuming that they're allowing them, very strict limitations on abortion. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> they, the, the, even in those states, those, those voters don't want abortion completely taken away. Right. And okay, maybe they don't see it as a reproductive health choice and, you know, uh, so forth and so on. It's, it's cast in a different light for them, but they understand the need for abortion to, to be available. And yeah, yeah it's a, it's, it, I, I never would have guessed it, but it seems like it's, it's an issue that's, that's very good for Democrats to be uh, yeah. running on right now. So, yeah. Well, uh, speaking of dirty hippies, uh, <laughs> there was an interesting article in the, uh, the religion news service about, you know, with COVID with being, it's, it, it's not going down. COVID instances are going up, uh, or at least they're, they're, you know, there's lots of COVID still happening in the world. But we're all ignoring it now. Uh, yeah. We're all pretending it doesn't exist anymore. I feel much, my mental health has been so much better since I started ignoring COVID. Since you started pretending that COVID that doesn't a, exist. Yeah. And a worldwide pandemic. I will, I will acknowledge COVID when I'm sick with COVID. Otherwise, <laughs> it doesn't exist. Uh, anyway, uh, another group that is, uh, that is also pretending COVID doesn't exist now. Um, is, uh, groups of, uh, I, I, I don't want to say uh, hippies, uh, witches, pagans, your various and sundry, uh, earth-based <laughs> Wiccan types, uh, who are starting to have, uh, meetups again, you know, for the oh. longest time they weren't doing it. Yeah. Um, and now they're starting to have, you know, street fairs and uh, and meetups and whatever. And when that happens, you got to get the Christians out to protest and annoy them. Oh, boy. And apparently the street preachers of the world have stepped up and decided that they are they are going to be uh, even more annoying than they have been in the past. Oh, God. Uh, they... There was a, there's a place, there, there's a, an event in New York city called witches fest, which is funny because it's witches without an E, uh, not W I T C H E S, but W I T C H S fest. Huh. I don't know. 
Anyway, uh, Witches Fest in New York. They, you know, they did a lot of uh, planning and promoting uh, and got ready and everything. And then the street preachers showed up. Now, normally, you know, the street preachers are sort of cordoned off to a to a distant corner of the street and whatever. They're allowed to be there. But this time they got right into the, sort of the, the heart of things and they and they had, you know, bullhorns and amplified, you know, speakers and stuff. And they were just shouting down the uh, the festivities. Oh, Jesus. And the cops wouldn't help. The cops actually let them do it. Oh. Said it was a free speech issue, which it's not. It's against the law to have an amplified thing without a permit, which, of course, they d- had not gotten a permit. But the cops wouldn't help. So, and this is apparently a nationwide trend. Uh, Christian people just bothering other people. Uh, I guess a lot of it, you know, I've, I have heard when I... Because every week I go and I listen to a whole bunch of asshole preachers uh, sorting through their audio to give you guys something to listen to. Uh, And I hear the word pagan happening all the time. Hmm. They, you know, they're demonizing pagans. And of course, they throw them into the same bucket as atheists and Satanists and Mm -hmm. stuff. We're all we are all the same to them. And uh and so they go out and they uh, they want to shout people down. They want to you know they, they intimidate them. They there was one event I think it was in, it was somewhere in the south where a big group of Christian dickheads literally surrounded a group oh of pagans God. and and like were really trying to intimidate them. Ugh. So uh, so yeah the 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 harmless hippies are are uh, are being harassed. By Christ's love. By Christ's love. Yeah. <laughs> Christ's love, boy, that doesn't... Anyone who's, who claims that they are representing that anymore, it's just... We know you're not. Just yeah. quiet you. <laughs> you. You know you're not. You know there's no love in what you're doing. Hmm. Anyway. Indeed. Well, Dan. Yeah. Uh, I've got a story out of Singapore. Ooh. Uh, this surprised me. Uh, apparently, it shouldn't have surprised me as much as it did. Uh, that speaks to my uh, lack of knowledge and ignorance uh, to that part of the world. Sure. But Singapore has announced that they will be decriminalizing gay sex. Oh. This was based. I mean, it does also sort of point out that it's been, it was criminalized all this time. Oh, yeah, by the British, right? They just hadn't uh, undone some colonial laws. Oh, okay. Uh, which is a kind of a common story around the world. Sure. Thanks, Brits. Thanks, uh, Brits. <laughs> your little empire spread some nasty yeah. shit around the world. Thanks, Europe. We appreciate it. <laughs> uh, nonetheless, um, apparently they're just sort of catching the law up with what was kind of just general practice anyway, legally. Sure. They hadn't really been enforcing it for a while. Again, according to this article, I'm sure there are probably a few instances where that may not be the case, but um, this is from their prime minister. Uh, He says um, that repealing the law is the right thing to do now, as most Singaporeans uh, will now accept decriminalization. Uh, private sexual behavior between consenting adults does not raise any law and order issue. Isn't that just a great way of looking at it, right? Well, it's not causing I mean, problems, so why is it illegal? Right. Um, there is no justification to prosecute people for it, uh, nor to make it a crime. This will bring the law into line with current social mores, and I hope provides some relief to gay Singaporeans. All right. Indeed. Um, Now, this does not mean that Singapore is all of a sudden some great bastion of gay rights. Uh, They, in the same announcement, uh, in order to make sure that more conservative parts of uh, their society uh, weren't too outraged or whatever by this, uh, they have committed to shoring up their constitution to make sure that uh, gay marriage cannot Take place. Oh, thank God. There, thank there, God. There that would be... have been that would have been awful. 
that there can be no constitutional challenge that might end up allowing same-sex marriage. So they're going to clean that all up. But nonetheless, uh, this should be some provide some relief um, if uh, you well, know, if only, only psychologically, right? They're only thirty years behind the rest of the world and five years behind the U.S. So <laughs> they're doing fine. <laughs> no, like you know, like I like would would I prefer that they were just perfect on the issue? Yeah, of course. But seeing progress happen is is uh is always a good thing and it's nice yes uh absolutely. that part of the world uh you know asia has has had a harder time coming around on on gay rights um and uh now there are some obvious exceptions um let's see uh i guess taiwan has legalized gay, gay marriage back in 2019 oh, i didn't nice. know that uh thailand uh also recently approved plans for allowing gay um gay marriage and vietnam recently banned conversion therapy their health oh. their health department or health ministry um declaring it not a disease <laughs> well that wow that is uh that's very progressive yeah. well apparently vietnam otherwise is is also kind of okay um, okay. they've, they've, they've made great strides in, in Vietnam also didn't know that. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's worth paying attention to, Absolutely. um, because you know, I, I don't know that I'm comfortable traveling to places in this world where, you know, <laughs> that don't allow at least gay sex. Where, right. Right. Where, where you might be arrested yeah. for just being you. <laughs> And this just opened up another place that I can potentially travel to someday. That's nice. Wouldn't you like, like to see that. Singapore? I would. Yeah, right. It, sound, it, it sounds great. Yeah. And see, this wasn't a concern for you before. Yeah. But it would have been for me. Yep. And now it's not. Well, I, I love it. That's great. Uh, I'm going to close this off with a tale of book burning. Um, oh, it's funny because as we've learned through the last several years, um, uh, in the, the conservative side of, of our American, uh, political system and religious, uh, people, they tend to, to like accuse other people of doing the thing that they actually do. So, mm. you know, when you hear conservatives yelling about, ah, first amendment rights, they're the, the, the liberals are taking away our first amendment rights. You know, that. They've, they, they're either about to take away your first amendment rights or they're going to, you know, anyway. Um, so when the, when, so recently I've heard, uh, I've, I've heard a lot of conservatives talking about how they're trying, how, how liberals are trying to take away first amendment rights and then they ban books. That's what they do. <laughs> well, I'm going to talk about a, a book burning that happened. This is a, this was, this was done by a preacher named Jonathan Shelley. Um, it surprised me. It was a targeted book burning. Oh, you know, previous targeted book burnings by pastors have included things like Harry Potter or, uh, you know, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. Maybe twilight. This one, I, I, I gotta admit, it's weird to see a bunch of Christians throwing Bibles into a fire. Oh my. Were they like uh, translations that they don't agree with? Anything that isn't the King James version. Whoa. That is just wow. cuckoo. Okay. For those of you who don't know, the King James version is not even a translation. Mm. It is just a version. It is. It was literally a compromised version that King James commissioned, King James, James of England back in the late 1500s, early 1600s. Uh, they did not do any new translation. They just took other translations and sort of pushed together the things that they liked and pushed out the things that they didn't like. And then, it's and then it's, a, a, little it's a mess too, right? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, they, you know, they used fancy, pretty words. Yeah. Uh, but it's, it's a mess. It's kind of a disaster of, of a, of, of a version. How dare you? And uh, but it's the most cherished 
it is cherished. version of the Bible, Dan. It does. It does have a lot of these and thous in it. Uh, it it does sound like fancy talk. That's for sure. Oh, they, to a modern ear. Yeah, that's why you have to. You have to, you know. You have to burn it. everything else. Is yeah. what you have to do. Yeah. Oh my god, that's that's pretty remarkable. Who? Wait, did you say who the group is? I. It's just. It's this. This preacher and his his oh, okay. congregation. Wow. This Jonathan Jonathan Shelley guy. But what's the what's the denomination and and stuff? That I didn't find. Oh, okay. Uh, literally, him and Meta tweeted this out, and I was just I was just so flabbergasted seeing it. I. It's just a. It's just really. It, and he literally like the 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 bit that Hemant tweeted. Has, has, starts with him saying, "Now get your parents' permission, but if any of you kids want to come and throw one of these into the, into the fire, yeah. you go right ahead." So when people burn books, where uh-huh. where are they getting the, the the books from? I don't know. Are they going I mean, out and buying them so they can burn them? Presumably, he's having con- congregants who have other versions bring them down that, okay so okay that's not so bad it's not like they went to the library checked out a bunch of books and are burning them oh i wouldn't be surprised that would be also pretty i wouldn't amazing. be surprised it's just it's so uh i, I love it, the whole thing of book burning yeah do you know that it that they can still publish it right <laughs> you know that you haven't stopped the book right you're literally just polluting the air right now I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I love a good bonfire. So sure, sure. And I and and there's a symbolic thing to it. I've literally burned uh, books before. Oh, have you? Some, well, I we we you and I have a mutual friend actually who was given a Glenn Beck book for Christmas by his mother. <laughs> oh Jesus! And so we just we you know we wanted to get cozy mm. for Christmas, so yeah. we we decided that that would be good kindling. Mm. So yeah, I mean, I get, I get the symbolic uh, gesture of burning books. I just think it's, uh, it's just amazing to see a Christian group burning Bibles. Yeah. That is, that's something that was a new one for me. That was a new one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and ladies and gentlemen, if you'd like to tell us your stories of book burning, please feel free to do so. You can write into us podcast at thankgodimatheist.com. Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Stick around. we got more show coming up. Well, Frank. Dan. Uh, I, I was going to, you know, when I was looking for some audio to play, I... There's a lot of anti-LGBTQIA plus uh, hatred yeah. out there. Yeah. Uh, and some of it was just so disturbing and rough um, that I, what I found was like, it's still that, um, mm. but this is the least overt, uh, doesn't use any slurs uh really and okay. uh doesn't uh doesn't accuse anyone of directly of pedophilia i don't think um but this is this is actual congressperson marjorie taylor green i can't believe i have to say those those words together um talking to christian ding dong lance wallnow oh boy uh they're at some sort of hate expo i don't know what it is uh, so you will You'll hear uh, some awful. Uh, so you'll hear a lot of noise in the background because apparently they don't know how to uh, sa- do any sound engineering. Mm, okay. Um, but they uh, they're having a good conversation. So you, yeah, we'll just we'll just let them speak for themselves. 
and, and, you know, a generation of children that are just being attacked by Satan and, and the evil left uh, with horrific things, not only abortion, but now gender uh, mutilation, surgeries and horrible medications. Yeah. And I, I heard a statistic, so I've got to go back this up, but we're data driven here. Four thousand percent increase in the amount of psychological um, uh, counseling stress related to children 11 years old and younger in gender uh, confusion. 4,000% increase because it's being happen. marketed. It's being marketed. Yes, because it's an industry. Let's be very real about what it is. It is an industry that is going to make a lot of money and it's projected to make it's a lot like of money. It's like environmentalists. They make money so that uh, they, they become a trending uh, cultural phenomena. Yes, absolutely. And they, so d they don't there's no right and wrong in the Democrat Party. Right. Uh, think about this. Ever since God was taken, prayer was taken out of school, which is, is such a failure. Look at the look at the slide in in our basically the soul of America to the point where we're soulless. We don't have a soul anymore, and children are being confused to the point where they're actually falling for this uh, horrific lie that is leading them to well, to I, do horrible things. They're data-driven, Frank. <laughs> I'm sh yes. As long as he finds a number that uh, from anywhere, right? That, that sounds pretty good to him. Yeah, data-driven. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, it's you know, if counseling for kids experiencing uh, some sort of gender issue has gone up four thousand percent because. Yeah, yeah. uh, Back in our time, you weren't allowed to have counseling for that. Dear God. That I was mean, just, or, or, you know, that was just, yeah. Uh, you know, your parent wouldn't even talk to you about that sort of thing. Now it's being talked about. Now yeah. it's actually a real, it's, it, it's a real thing. It was so far off or so far out of the discourse when we were growing up. Like, right. Like I, it, it, it had to have just been confusion strictly. <laughs> right. For, for for people who were growing up transgender, right? Yeah. Having no idea of what what the future could hold for them. You you were just a tomboy exactly. back then. Yeah. yeah. Or you were just a, you know, you were you just needed to man up a bit. Yeah. And that was the end of it. Yeah. So So yeah, yeah so it makes sense that, you know, um with uh parents who who know now, who uh, have more information about yeah. what's possible with their, their child and their gender. Um, yeah, it makes sense that there would be. Go, go get some professional yeah. help to, uh, to help your kids sort of navigate some tricky waters. Yeah. It's but, fine. But boy, it's an industry, Dan. Oh, yeah. The it's people just looking to make money off of these confused kids. Oh, it's such a, yeah. That's. That's. I will gross. say this, really uh, I, I can definitely refute Marjorie Taylor Greene's uh, assertion that there's no right or wrong in the Democrat Party because we all agree you're wrong. You're, <laughs> just as a concept, the concept of Marjorie Taylor Greene is wrong. And everyone on our side of things agrees with that. <laughs> that you, as a human, as an existence, are incorrect. <laughs> Oh boy. Well, we had some votes, some folks write into us and call into us. Um, we had uh, one, one email from an anonymous uh, listener who said, I was watching, <laughs> this is cute. I was watching the view and in a table discussion, Whoopi, that would be Whoopi Goldberg mentioned a podcast that she likes with the word God in it. I went to my app and found a few, but did a sample listen on yours and have now subscribed. Ah, so. Uh, this was a pleasant find. I, uh, I I love that that's how someone found us. Thank you, Whoopi. We know you're a, a frequent listener to our show. Um, but yes, anyone who found us just by sort of typing the word God in and just seeing what happens, yeah. Uh, welcome. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that that's a, a great way to find us. And uh, oh, that we actually got uh, mentioned by Whoopi Goldberg. Do you know what would happen to our numbers, Dan? <laughs> I think we might get a few. That, that would be a great shout out. Well, too yeah. bad. Yeah. Whoopi, help us out. Come on now. <laughs> we know you're listening. 
Um, I, so last week you'll recall, we, we had a discussion about, uh, spirituality, uh, Mm. and, and I, I, you know, I had my perennial issue with not knowing what the hell that is. And (laughs) people, you know, we, we invited our listeners to write into us and call into us about, uh, the, what, what spirituality means to them and had a big response. And we had a lot of response. Yeah. I'm going to start with Mark, who wrote into us. Um, I, Mark wrote uh, a whole bunch of stuff about um, sort of the history of of what could be called spirit or uh, whatever. Okay. Uh, and then said, uh, John Lennon said, creativity is a gift, but from whom? Lennon continued, it doesn't come through when the air is cluttered. This is what spiritual practices do. They get rid of the clutter. Hmm. When doing yoga, one focuses on the on the breath to eliminate distraction, and in that state, you can indeed come into awareness of the space around your heart, wherein it beats. When one, when one practices meditation or prayer, the focus is on eliminating the distractions of what you see and hear, and the mental mice, like worry and addiction, uh, seek something different. Hmm. Uh, deeper, sorry. Uh, what is deeper is the subconscious. This is it is there the whole time, but we usually we are usually too distracted to notice. So, in my view, the spirit is actually the subconscious. It seems separate from us and wiser than us. In moments of uh, inspiration, and he's got a little inspiration thing. I don't know. I I don't know how to say. The, the visual thing that he's linguistically done in the, in the thing. Anyway, in moments of inspiration, ideas from the subconscious come into our consciousness. It seems like another being talking to us. Some see that as tapping into a hidden part of the brain, others as their intuition, others as a universal, universal consciousness, and still others as a supernatural being like an ancestor or a God. All of it is truly spectral. I think that's an interesting perspective. I the truth of the matter is that I think maybe that speaks to uh, why I don't connect to this concept hmm. because I don't, I don't, I, I I don't have the experience of feeling like my subconscious or any of the messaging that comes to me when the when I do meditate or whatever is from another source. It always just, I understand it to be me. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, Oh, I'm doing some of my best thinking right now. And that's great. So um, why? Yeah. So basically why would you term that, you know, spiritual? Or as a but spiritual I understand experience. that some people might, yeah. might, that might feel like it's from a foreign source or a different mm-hmm. source. Mm. Um, so that's interesting. Yeah. I can see that being a thing. Yeah. Uh, you, we have a voicemail, do we not? We do. Yeah. Donnie uh, from Shasta, Mount Shasta, uh, called in. Uh, and he he's responding to, in large part, to that connection between spiritual practice and um, being engaged sort of mm. externally, like with your yeah. community and whatnot, uh, that we talked about in, in that discussion as well. Right. Okay, great. Hey, guys. Donnie here, Mount Shasta, California. <clears throat> so I really enjoyed your last episode and had some thoughts. I share Dan's confusion about the ambiguity around the world spiritual, especially as it applies to things like yoga and meditation. As I've referenced before when calling in, after leaving Mormonism, I spent the better part of a decade diving headfirst into all things woo. From theta healing to tarot cards and every crystal bedecked Tai Chi studio I could find, and realized after moving into a community deeply rooted in so-called spiritual practice that it is just as bizarre and batshit as the religion I was raised into, and was finally able to think my way free of it. I still do yoga four times a week and practice mindfulness meditation nine days out of ten. I don't find either one of these to be a spiritual practice at all. Yoga helps keep me limber and my muscles relax, which is important to me because I'm always, you know, working around hot food and have to move fast, and, well, you know, it's just exercise. And mindfulness meditation just, like, helps me shut down all the chatter in my head, and it helps me, like, deal with my anxiety and my stress, 
and it's even helped bring my blood pressure down. So, like, even in studies, there are real physiological and psychological benefits to both practices. I just don't do the namaste crap at the end of yoga practice, and I'm not trying to harmonize my vibrations for whatever that means when I do meditation. When it comes to community engagement, though, I had a thought. I think that most people who are in spiritual practices really do consider bettering the world at large to be important, but much like in Mormonism and other religions, um, community engagement is usually directed inwards towards the tribe. For instance, like charitable giving is giving to your group to pay for the rent or upkeep of the meditation center or staying after Tai Chi to clean up and or like cooking for someone in the group who's sick. Um, most of their outreach in my experience to the greater community is meditating on raising the consciousness vibration, again, whatever that means, and rarely to, translates into volunteering at like a local food bank or senior center. While there's nothing wrong with this and having community is a great thing, many wooey groups are just as insular and tribal as religious groups are. I mean, this is just my personal experience, but I would absolutely love to see a study done on that. Anyway, thanks, guys. I hope you have a great day, and we'll talk to you later. Well, that's great. Yeah. Thanks, Donnie. Yeah. Totally. Uh, yeah. I mean, I think I. D you make an interesting point, which is that humans tend to just tribalize themselves yeah. no matter what. Yeah. So, and, uh, you know, whether it's, whether it's, uh, religion or the woo people, you know, you know, people tend to find their tribe and then mm -hmm. engage with with that and keep it insular in that respect. Yeah. I mean, that's the, uh, seems to be, you know, as you say, just sort of human behavior. Yeah. Just, that's how we, that's how we work. A lot of group type stuff. I mean, you would probably see it outside of even like if you were talking more like about a hobby group as well, right? Like whatever sense of community you might be getting from, you know, belonging to a, I don't know, stargazing group, right? Yeah. Or a coin collecting group or whatever. By the way, can you actually claim that you're doing yoga if you don't say namaste at the end? It doesn't feel like you can. You're just doing stretches at that point. <laughs> um, we had uh, someone else write into us. Um, hey, guys, I just listened to the latest episode and had some ideas on the definitions of soul and spirituality. To me, the soul has to do with some connection or peace between your mind and your body within yourself. Meditation and yoga are great examples of improving the mind-body connection. Mm. To me, a soul is a deep longing for peace and communication between my mind, body, and emotional health. I think Christians and other religious people would define the soul as something that transcends the physical body. To me, spirituality has to do with connecting to something greater outside of yourself, whether it be family, society, or community. A give and take between the individual and the whole to make both better. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I. Uh, I I'm I'm I admit to still being baffled by this whole concept of like trying to create a connection between your body and your mind when like my mind is literally contained in my body. I can't. I don't. How much more connected can I get? <laughs> You get so literal with this stuff. I, I think it's, it all obviously comes from the fact that, like, we struggle to understand our own consciousness. Sure, right. I think that's true. And yeah. and so and and our consciousness somehow feels um, separate from our body, right? Like it, it can. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like it's very easy to think about, you know, because like your my conscious experience of my life feels very much the same as it as it did 20 years ago right right but my body's different and so i yeah. think as we see like our bot like our body gets hurt and or or ages or whatever sort of around us right that it, it there's this disconnect and we we struggle to understand it and we struggle to deal with it i know i do you know yeah so, yeah and, I, and but i think that's where like these other words come in to kind of try to make sense of it all right yeah the, the human and, psyche is is crazy yeah it's and it's not necessarily easy to uh to understand yeah i think i think you're right i think maybe that's the problem here is that we're using words we're, we're trying to find a language that can that that can really sort of help us navigate that um 
ethereal idea. There are these concepts that we don't necessarily have a grasp on, mm -hmm. and we turn to religious wording or, you know, sometimes, you know, if you're in the Deepak Chopra world, you turn to scientific wording. Mm-hmm. But that th that doesn't actually apply, you know. All of this vibration stuff and energy stuff, those are words that are borrowed from other parts of our society, and don't actually apply. But they're being used in a different way. I, it just confuses things. We need yeah. we need better words I for mean, this stuff. Yeah, but it's all metaphor, right? And it's metaphor. Not to some people. That's the problem. <laughs> is that it, it's meant to be metaphor. And then they start, and then and then somebody's like, "No, but it's real vibrations. <laughs> it's this is quantum physics stuff." And it's like, "No, it's not." And they're like, uh. "Yes, it is." Deepak said so. <laughs> anyway, uh, fair enough. So we, we 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 have some folks to thank, and I will launch into that. Jennifer is now a priest. I'm going to make Jennifer a priest uh, in our priesthood, mm. um, who gave us a one-time donation. Thank you so much, Jennifer. Um, we got a monthly subscription from uh, from Carmen, who is who is now a deacon. Thank you so much, Carmen. Uh, you have magic powers. We have we have bestowed them upon you. Uh, blessings and peace. We you know we've done a a virtual laying on of hands <laughs> uh, to your head. Yes. Don't 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 worry. It's just your head. Um, and since it's virtual, we we didn't mess up your hair or anything. Uh, so yeah, that's, that's, that's some cool magic. And listen, kids, we know a whole bunch of you are about to get $10,000 of your student loans <laughs> just completely wiped away. You might be looking for a place to start making those payments. Uh, you, if you want to, you can send them over to your, to your good friends, Frank and Dan, uh, to do so. All you'd have to do is go to thankgodimatheist.com and click on the support us tab. And uh, and you can give us all of that ten thousand if you want to. <laughs> That's an option, indeed. Uh, and as always, Dan, we have our top donor to thank, our Lord and Savior, Davis. Thanks so much. Stick around. There's more show coming up. Hey, Dan. Yes, sir. Uh. As a former BYU student, uh -huh. right, and we said what that is. That's the, the the big Mormon university down in Provo, Utah. Um, as a former BYU student, I find this story about them throwing away LGBTQ resource pamphlets shocking. <laughs> you you <laughs> I don't. Am you don't. Thoroughly. And deeply shocked <laughs> that that bastion of liberalism down in Provo, Utah, oh, would Lord. do something so awful. Yeah. So what's here's what's shocking. Oh. The, the, the actual shocking thing <laughs> is that BYU actually did agree. Yeah. They worked with local LGBTQ groups. Yep. And then they agreed. No one forced this on them. They themselves agreed to give this pamphlet out to the incoming freshmen mm -hmm. at BYU. Yeah. That, that was their agreement. Right. Uh, it's clear that maybe they weren't uh, fully uh, on board, that maybe that there was clearly somebody <laughs> at the institution that was not consulted. Uh, there may have been this. some dissension in the ranks. <laughs> because... Uh, so the, 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 the packets that the incoming freshmen get, they get like a, like a little welcome bag, right? Yeah. And this was actually physically put into those bags. It was a yeah. done deal, right? Yeah. And then whoever got involved, got involved and <laughs> they were taken out and promptly thrown away. Yeah. Uh, and so, like literally into the garbage. Yeah, this yeah. wasn't just like like we're not using rhetoric here. They <laughs> no. were literally thrown in they the were garbage, thrown away. Um, an anonymous tip off apparently happened to uh one of the the groups 
uh, involved in creating the pamphlet. Um, these are groups like Equality, or these are at least the logos that are on the on it. There's the uh, Equality Utah logo. There's the actually I don't know what those other logos are for. USGA um, and the Rainbow Collective. And then there's like a rainbow cougar, the BYU, their mascots, they're the cougars. Um, mm -hmm. So there's this like rainbow striped cougar. And then there's like a little bee that's a rainbow. So that's obviously something Utah. Um, yeah, Utah uses honeybees as a sort of as a state symbol. Or state whatnot. symbol. Uh, but nonetheless, people worked on this thing. And yeah. Um, and, and the, they were they were bought and paid for. They printed. Not yeah. not by BYU. No, not at all. And they had a a two hundred dollar contract with the school to to distribute these. And which seems like a small sum to me. I would I would expect it to be more than that. But yeah. Uh, but nonetheless, they had the whole thing up and up and running. And then just unceremoniously, the it was the end of it. I mean, what like it comes as no surprise that this is the outcome because BYU has done similar sort of things recently where there's like, yeah. I mean, immediately jumping to mind was the, the, what was it? The speech pathology program or, or something along those lines. Mm. The, the, maybe it wasn't speech pathology, uh, but you know, the, uh, there was a, there was a program offered at BYU through their, um, a graduate program where, transgender people could come in and and get uh coaching and help on um transitioning their voice yeah right and that was that was at byu that was a service that was being offered to the community and then somebody somebody high up who didn't know that that was going on found out about it and shut the thing down yeah right and this sounds exactly like the same sort of thing that it's like you know, you have people working at a certain level, middle management level at BYU, who see no problem with it. They're like, yeah, of course, though. Let's read through this. Yeah, it's great. Fine. Put it in the bag. Well, and also understand that, like, there's a PR, there's there's PR goodness in that. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, they've already, they, BYU has taken some hits recently yeah. over how they handle LGBTQIA plus type stuff. And they don't want that. They, you know, they, 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 it's bad publicity and they'd rather have good publicity. So they're, <laughs> they want to, they, you know, they, 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 they want to quietly just sort of work with the groups so that the groups don't protest and whatever. Yeah. Uh, until some old dude, and it's certainly an old man that made this call. Uh, clearly. Goes and looks at it and goes, bah, 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 you go through every, every one of these and you throw this out. Yeah. In the trash. Yeah. And it's actually, it ends up being more harmful. Right. Right. To those incoming queer freshmen than if, uh, than if they had never even agreed to the thing in the first place. It's more yeah. harmful to the trans community to have a service ripped away. Yeah. Right. Than to never have offered it in the first place. Uh, if you ask me. Right. Like obviously there I, was, no, there, absolutely. Were there were people served in the meantime. Right. But, yeah. but the overall messaging is that much harsher. Uh, right. and that more, um, it's, it's such a, it's such a firm announcement and, 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 uh, reaffirming of, of the fact that you are not welcome here. We right. do not want you here. That is the message that they're sending out. We do not yeah, want to provide almost, you with resources. <laughs> not, not, we're not even providing you the resources. This right. is a pamphlet that tells you where you can go elsewhere to get right. resources, right? To help you through this time in your life. Here's some other people who actually do care about you. Yeah. <laughs> they don't. can't even do that. No. That is beyond them. And that is so fucking awful the easiest thing they could have the, the or i'm sorry the best thing they could have done this old white guy is go oh my gosh okay this is never happening again right right this let it happen this one this time one time right we're going to avoid you know 
the bad press. We're going to avoid how harmful this is going to be perceived by members of this community. And we're going to let it happen this one time, but this can never happen again. And that right. would have been the, the it, it's still awful, but it would have yeah. been savvier. It would have been just, yeah, because this is a PR somehow. disaster. Yeah, this sucks for them. Yeah. But, but I think you're right. It It is so much worse to, to say you're going to do something and then renege on that at the very last minute. At the very last minute, yeah. it. But you know what it does? It sends the clearest possible message. Yeah. And hopefully, though I know that it's this is going to be very painful for a lot of people. Hopefully, they actually learn that you know what these mm -hmm. people did not care about you at all from the beginning. Yeah. You should probably pay attention to that. Yeah. The Mormon Church, young queer person, is still not your friend. Right. right. They still don't want you. No matter and what kind also, of weird things, weird overtures they kind of say, they kind of make. You know, there's this like, what do they call the Office of Belonging at BYU, mm. right? That was formed last year. <laughs> the Office of Belonging, right? Right. Um, yeah. And this was part of an effort uh, to recognize uh, marginalized groups at BYU, right? Right. So there's that, I guess. <laughs> but listen, it's and but, this isn't just messaging for the for the 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 queer Mormons. This is messaging for for you know queer affirming, non you know straight people and and mm -hmm. cis people in the Mormon Church. Mm -hmm. They talk about loving their you know their their LGBTQ brothers and sisters all the time. They say those words. But when the rubber hits the road, it's hate. Mm -hmm. That's what they got. Yep. So there you go. I, 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 don't, I don't see how you can argue your way out of that. No, nor would I try. <laughs> no, indeed. <laughs> uh, well, listen, if you have any personal experience with uh, the hatred of a church, you may feel free to write in and tell us about it. Uh, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com Or call and leave us a voicemail message. The telephone number is 424-666-8442. Yeah. Hey, go to the Facebook page. Facebook.com slash Atheist. Click the like button. And if you'd like to join one of our members only lounges, they're pretty awesome and great places. Uh, you can go to our website, thankgodimatheist.com slash members only, uh, and you'll find information on how to join. Yes. Hey, thanks to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their beautiful music. And thanks to Gordon Johnston for the use of his music. And thanks to all of y'all for tuning in. We sure do appreciate it. Thanks so much. Bye-bye.